This is Action Talks. Get pumped. Hey, this is Action Talks. Welcome, my name is Seth. And my name is Aaron. Today we're here with Matt Gottesman. He is the founder of Hustle and Deal Flow magazine and is also is a friend of Jason Shergut, Millionaire Notes, the guy we had on here on episode 19. Um, so, you know, we're all biz devin, we're all connecting, uh, <laughs> and, and so we're here just to talk about, talk about more action. So Matt, tell us about yourself, introduce yourself, um, and then let's go. Go nuts, man. Yeah, no, thanks guys, for real, for, for having me on, and Jason's a good guy, so I'm glad he got to connect us, and I, I think that that's really what happens in this entire digital universe, is that we all end up at some point meeting each other and kind of learning about each other's journey, so, uh, so I'm happy to be on, thanks for having me. Dude, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I can start wherever you guys want, you know, it's, uh, it's really just, um, it's been a journey so far. I've been doing uh, Hustle and Deal Flow magazine, as you mentioned, HDF magazine, and um, been doing it for about a year and a half uh, since actually going public. So January of 2015 is when I actually pushed the public button. <laughs> okay. Like, oh. I was like, and it's funny because I led up to it. I'm like, I'm going to push this button right now, and it's going to happen, and it was like nothing. Because, <laughs> you, know? you, you know, you're worried in the beginning, but then you realize um, you got to grow into it, so... Uh, and HDF Magazine is really, really simple. I wanted to uh, document the hustle. Uh, I always say we don't sell a dream, we document the hustle. And ultimately, I found that there were a lot of online publications that feature end success stories, mm. right? Um, so, and, you know, look, we, we love them all. We're happy to hear how many times, you know, seven ways Oprah made her first million and six ways Richard Branson, uh, you know, does meditation and all this stuff. Um but I just felt like a lot of online publications always feature these um, people and it ends up portraying not just them, but other success stories as overnight success. And you guys know it. I know it, we all know it. That's not the case in entrepreneurship, <laughs> actually. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the goal really was to feature rising, I call them creators. I think that that's a new millennial term really for an entrepreneur. I think entrepreneurs no longer, it's not just in business, it's in life, it's in a lot of things they're creating you know something and so I think the creators from around the world who they're really making impact within whatever it is that they're doing in their niche or their industry whether it's their personal brand only in a couple like a, an Olympian and, and, a, and, a, um, and uh, an Emmy award winner all the way up to people who've got like companies like Tuft and Needle who's just crushing it online right now yeah I mean, they're like the third or fourth well I think they're at about you know nine figures at this point it's mad so yeah yeah Completely. So that, that's, that's, I mean, and there was a lot of things that led up to that and I'll leave it open for whatever you guys want to know or, or answer. I mean, there's definitely my journey and then there's the journey of, of doing this brand and um, it's led me to a lot of other people uh, that I work with now and it's, it's been exciting. That is, dude, that's, that's cool, man. It sounds like you're, I mean, of course, you're absolutely, we're all on the, uh, on a very similar wavelength, but it sounds like that your idea of, um, Overnight success. It's funny. I've I've had a lot of uh, of personal thoughts about that as well as of course there's a lot of shared thoughts in the entrepreneurial and creative community. Um, and it's funny because I, I think that it lines up directly. Like I've I've always thought um, like well that seems really funny. Like how come like whenever I was like a kid, um, I was probably 14 or so, 
And then, you know, you remember all the Disney shows and, you know, all that stuff. And I would look at, like, the actors on there and think to myself, I mean, I'm a kid on the couch at my parents' house. And these kids are in some studio, but, you know, whatever. They're not even, they're not balling. They're not even close to that. They're just, they're working their asses off at a really young age. And so you look at them like, oh, well, they've already made it. And, like, so if you take, like, Miley Cyrus for a good example, like, she was Hannah Montana. And she was, like, nothing. And then, and now she's, like, mad, crazy, killing it. And everyone wants to peg her as, like, an overnight success. Or they want to put this kind of, like, oh, well, her dad was famous, so. So she got she wrote on his coattails it's like no not at all like like for real like Billy Ray Cyrus had very little to do with Miley Cyrus's current personal development and who she is you know it's like dude that's just hard work is what that is yeah like that like she's and there, there's no overnight with that like when she was like 12 I bet you she was like lining up at auditions like she wanted it so bad and so that so that by the time she's 22 well guess what that's 10 years of hard work yeah. That's 10 years of serious grind. And so as someone my age being 22, oh, she's just always been famous. It's like, no, she hasn't. <laughs> like, dude, you can't say that. It's like, that's hard ass work. And so like, that's the thing is that a lot of kids, like, and I, a lot of people, it's not even kids, it's just mostly everybody. It's like, like they look at someone who's driving like, like a super nice car or even like, like a mid nice car, like, like, like a BMW M4, if they're like a young kid driving it. And like, they look at it like, like, dude, like, oh, what, what a shitty guy or what, a, or oh, he thinks he's so great. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know what it, what it takes to get there. And I think, and that's, and that's partially a problem I want to solve because I think that the, the overall aspect is very simple. When you look at like an Elon Musk, right? Like the top of the mountain, you're looking at Elon Musk. Those guys got there out of actually passion. They love what they do. And the problem is that that person who's thinking about entrepreneurship or wants to go after their dreams and they're looking at the Elon Musk of the world, they look up that mountain and they go, man, that's one of two things are going to happen. Man, that's too far. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. That's just too much. Or the opposite, which is I want to make a billion dollar company. And they don't realize like, so both parties are missing out on something. The person who doesn't want to start mm-hmm. is overwhelmed. And the other person is thinking only about the money and the outcome not their passion, right? Right. So with HDF, I really wanted to feature people you could really relate to that are like, they're a year in, two years in, three years in to the journey. And if you watch what they're doing, they love what they do. And some of them are, I mean, they're making great money. Some of them are six, seven, even eight figures, you know, in deep now at this point because they're starting to take off. Right. But when you look at them, it's like looking up an eighth away up the mountain, you go, you know what? okay, that person's only about a year and a half in. They're doing decent. They made a name for themselves. They really grinded it out, you know, and they use the internet to, to make themselves known. Mm-hmm. Do that for something that I love to do. So it starts to get them to think outside, you know, the, the, the confinement of that top of the mountain and starts to get them to actually think like, if I were to start right now, what would it be? Exactly. And what I want to do for myself and maybe a year and a half from now, we'll look differently and then I'll go from there. Exactly. And so yeah, started or get you thinking or showing you truly like what people are doing. So you can actually learn more from watching the people doing than looking at the end success. And they're like, oh, yes, I've got assistants that take care of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's that is you know? it's so on point with what, we're, with what I'm trying to accomplish. I guess what we're trying to do with Action Streetwear is that like it's like, dude, like just to provide like that that look. 
and like to have a platform or something. So if there's a kid that's like, oh, that's too much, that it's like, dude, I'm only like, I'm 22, dude. Like I'm, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm, I'm pretty young and like, and realistically I've been doing this since like I was 20 and I had a lot of years of being that guy of looking at like, and like getting started on something and then just being like, eh, it's too hard. And like, just like totally bitching out and like having things where it's like, dude, like just like not believing in myself or having like, like, I just all of the things that you mentioned, it's so true and it's, and it's a real thing. And it's like, dude, sometimes all you need is like a little nudge, like a push. And like, whether that comes from within or from something else, like, I really think that you, that, that a lot of, a lot more people are selling themselves short than they think. Yeah. Well, it's, it's unfortunate. It's okay. So it's fortunate, but it's unfortunate that sometimes it takes a very hard push. Right. So, um, there's one of two ways people are going to start. Either just something clicked positively, obviously they, you know, they just, they were around other really great positive people and, uh, or something happened and just boom, they're like, you know what, I can do it. And I'd like to think that that happens more often than not. And I think it happens a lot, but I, but it's usually the latter, which is something drastic sometimes happens, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, and you see it all the time with people, they lose their house, something happened with their health, um, they lost their job, something happened. So, you know, right. Uh, necessity is the mother of all invention. Right. That's what usually leads people to make critical, massive change. Yeah. So if you started doing it just to do it, I praise you because for me, it was a major, I, I hit a major wall hmm. about two and a half, three years ago. And I knew I was like, I have to do everything completely different. Like I have to scrap the old way of, of thinking and approaching, even though I've always been an entrepreneur. Um, thinking about my approach and really starting from scratch and being like, you know what, this run is for me. Yeah. This one I want to do for me the right way with the right people for the right reasons. And I'm going to do everything to protect the brand. So, yeah, absolutely. What, dude. Um, when did you get your start? Was it younger? Um, like 18? I know some, some kids are like 16 and killing it. And that definitely was not me. But like, when was your kind of inception? Yeah. I know what you're talking about too, because um, so I'm I'm part of uh, Justin Laffison's um, Next Gen Summit, and if you guys want, you know, we could talk about that offline. Um, it's a great group of uh, young entrepreneurs, ranging anywhere from like some of them in there are like 16 up to like 40, um, and some of them are starting. They're starting at like 14 and 15 and 13 now. Um, I was entrepreneurial, but the resources, you know, then weren't the same that they are now. Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> Excuses, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But, yeah, but um, but they but I still had that entrepreneurial mindset. I came from a very entrepreneurial family, um, and no ideas are stupid with my family. They were. I, I'm very fortunate that I have two parents that were very much like, "Son, figure it out." <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. we yeah. love you. Like, go figure it out. Um, it, we can't we can't really provide answers for you, uh, but we can provide support in terms of like, you know, my father be my father was very much like go out there and figure it out in your life. Like you will be fine. Figure it out. You know, he's very much like you have to, you have to do it on your own, but you know, look, we're a place you can live if you need to uh, stop <laughs> by. Every now and then. Yeah, exactly. So I started very, very young. Um, as just a kid in, in, in grade school and high school, like trying little things, but it wasn't like what they're doing now and solving, you know, SpaceX and stuff like that. <laughs> so yeah. working on, you know, it's for Tesla. Um, but my first real go at a startup is, um, so I briefly went to go work in the music industry for Virgin Records, um, just really mostly as an intern. And, um, I wanted to solve the, the music industry problem. They, I was really into digital music. So I was a kid 
and they were like suing Napster at the time. That's how oh, you know, okay. it was. And they were like, sure, kid, whatever. It's <laughs> cool <laughs> music. It's the wave of the future. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but I get it. It was probably hard to understand what was really going on. And they were just very great people. But um, so I wanted to solve the music industry problem. I tried to do a digital music startup. So this is around the MySpace time. Okay. Nothing about programming. Nothing. <laughs> I just knew I liked computers and the internet. <laughs> so I basically, um, I, with a former business partner, we, um, we hired some programmers and I learned real fast about backend technology. And that was back you know, in the 2000s. Um, and when I say that, because things have changed in like 10, 11 years, like all drastically. So um, it ended up costing me a few years, a lot of money. Uh, and, um, but I ended up learning a lot and it didn't make it, of course, but I learned a lot about backend technology, front end digital marketing, front end you know, how do you do like lead acquisition, uh, lead generation, user acquisition, marketing, copywriting, all of this stuff. So epic failure from a company, but massively awesome for setting me up for the future for all of this digital life that we yeah. live now. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so it was, uh, um, and so from there, what ultimately happened is I actually, we were running out of money. <laughs> <laughs> course and so uh it came up that oh okay well maybe you should do real estate i'm like real estate i don't know anything about real estate you know so um i was trying to run a startup in an office and actually working with these programmers i'm like hey help me set up real estate websites (laughs) (laughs) generation you know yeah yeah so i learned real estate and got licensed and all that stuff and i started applying it to uh to real estate i started applying all things tech and start driving traffic and leads. As you can imagine, when you're like 22, 23 years old and you're driving leads fast. It's pretty good. um, You get a lot of uh, realtors and brokers and people, the financial services industry, all all that stuff saying like, how are you doing that? Like, who are you? Why did you come up out of nowhere? Like, how did that happen? You know? And then of course, the next viable question, if they're not going to be a hater is, can you help me do it too? Yes. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, um, yeah. So I've always been entrepreneurial in there. So now I'm like a consultant. I'm a digital strategy consultant before that was ever even a term. It was like, how do you take my offline business and apply it online so I can like make money yeah. you know, or, yeah. or drive sales or customers or whatever. Right. Yeah. And, um, so yeah. And then, uh, life changes happened. Uh, you can stop me by the way at any time. No, keep going. No, it's all good. Yeah. (laughs) It goes on. So, um, I, so life was happening and I was, I was spreading myself too thin and I was like, all right. Um, some personal like life things were happening that were really great at the time. And, um, but because I had to adjust to somebody else's schedule, I ended up going, I was like, all right, I'll go back and get my MBA, you know? Um, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that education is very pricey. I got, I mean, I went for the best of the best education, and it's fine, but I think nowadays, and it's always been that way, you learn by doing. You yeah. learn by doing. Yes. And BA was because I wanted the entrance into, I thought I wanted to do digital strategy for like the big, big boy brands, like big brands. And um, and I and I did. I, I was very fortunate. I had a friend at school who was like, uh, worked for Tiffany's Corporate in New York. Oh, wow. Like, worked for Belvedere Vodka. Mm. Okay. Like, oh, my God. Belvedere Vodka, yes. You know, <laughs> no kidding. Do this vodka and digital. <laughs> That's awesome. And um, and so I went out there, and they were really they were just awesome people. And any of those brands under Louis Vuitton, Moet Hennessy were are just they're such nice people. Mm. Um, they really they're very humble. Uh, believe it or not, it's such a great uh, house of brands. And 
And uh, so they're like, Matt, this stuff is sexy. All this digital stuff you're talking about. We have, you know, what, you know, what's, what's going on. And uh, so I struck, struck a really good friendship with uh, the EVP at the time of, of Belvedere Vodka. And, um, he got me introduced to a couple of the champagne brands and suddenly I was doing digital strategy for them. And, and it was cool. It was really cool. Um, it was different than coming from the, the tech startup world, but applying the same principles to brands already established because you still have to, how do you communicate with your, your, um, your audience online? How do you drive traffic, right? Engagement. How do you measure engagement? Mm-hmm. How, what are you sending them to? How do you keep ongoing relationships through like email and marketing and, uh, you know, all your multiple channels, all these things. Right. And this was probably a lot before because now the amount of tools for that kind of stuff is oh, truly yeah. wild now. Yeah. I mean, like Great. you get a Shopify account. It's hilarious. You pay like about 20 bucks extra a month through a bunch of different apps and you have all that stuff done for you. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, ha, ha, it's all easy. So that's why the 14 year olds nowadays are like, oh, well, uh, yes, I can tell you all about my conversion rates. And you're like. <laughs> Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what'd you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, so so that was it was a lot of fun. Um, I got to I learned a lot about branding from from them, a lot about branding and about value. Mm. It's not about here's here's the best advice I can offer anybody, and I try to stick to it as well. It is not about the industry or your competition or anybody else. It's about you and your relationship with your customer. Hmm. That's it. The person you're doing this for constantly be about them, constantly be thinking about like, and just be involved with them. What do they want? Who are they? What are they thinking? What are they going through? All that stuff. When you focus, laser focus on them and inject your personality into your brand, everybody else is irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Now you can have complete, you you have to kind of know what's going on in the industry, Mm -hmm. right? You want to know what's up, but don't let them don't let them sway you from your mission, your your idea of what you want to bring to your audience. Exactly. Yeah, you know, and along the way, you'll meet some complimentary partners. It's, I mean, I met my business partner Case from Pursuit.com uh, from Instagram, man. Cool, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's the same. Me and Jason met through Instagram too. So literally, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, and um, yeah, you know, and so it, it was interesting. Um, so I had a series of things like that where I was I was doing digital strategy consulting. Eventually, it also uh, led to the World Trade Center in New York. I did for them as well. Um, and then after a series of, of just a lot of changes in business and personal life, um, I'll keep, I'll try to keep it, I try to keep it very kosher. Oh, that's <laughs> like, fine, yeah. No. You know, like, I don't know. Uh, just because that's part of the brand. Like it's not about the past, but it's about, you know, your growth. And so I had a lot of drastic changes. I learned a lot of things in business. And one of the, one of the key things in business is it doesn't, that whole nine to five, I was never a nine to five where I was a contractor, but working for other people, or even if you're a contractor, an entrepreneurial contractor for other people, if you don't have certain terms set out up front, if you are in any way, even if you do a massively awesome job, if at any point they fuck up, they do something wrong on their job or they're in, it's funny how real quickly it's like, thank you for your time. I'm like, yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm glad we're having a really great time. We're making money. You're doing awesome. Like, yeah, no, 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 no. Thank you for your time. Like, oh, uh, oh, let me go. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> you mean we're finished here? They're like, yeah, but guess what? We're going to use your resources. No problem, right? You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Wow. So, okay. This is not, you know, this is this is different. Um, and, but looking back now, I'm like, oh, my God, how grateful. 
you you can only stay in a place. So first of all, I have I have to be around smarter people, and not say that they weren't smarter, but like in my field, yeah, like I want people who are teaching me all the time. Right. I'm the only real like tech or digital nerd in that that kind of environment. That's hard. That's really hard for you know to relate to anybody. You you want people to constantly be teaching you along the way. It's hard to yeah. learn. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, so that and then some personal stuff happened, and I was like, all right, screw this, like. The problem with consulting is this: um, you'll do a lot of different things for good people, and they want they all like show us the numbers. I'm like, well, I was working with them, but they didn't do this, and they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, all right, well, what did they implement? I'm like, well, they implemented this. Like, how'd that go? I'm like, well, they didn't do it the way I told them to do it. <laughs> right, because yeah. you're you're still relying on someone else. It doesn't. Else. The responsibility doesn't all fall on you. Yeah. So I mean, I started I started HDF with four real key pillars. One. We're moving into an era of um, influencer marketing and content marketing. It's been content for a long time, but um, content uh, plus distribution is amazing. And actually, I was talking to these awesome guys. Um, you're, you know, 24, 23 uh, from Vidfall. Awesome group of guys pairing up video influencers with brands. Okay. And if content, I love uh, Joel from Vidfall said, if uh, content is king, then distribution is queen. Hmm. And that was one of my primary, one of the things that I ran into with like VCs and these brands and everybody, they're like, oh, we're going to make this awesome, pretty widget. And then we're going to go out to market. And when they go to market, they're like, all right, Matt, make it happen in 90 days. Or- <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, you know, um, have people start driving sales. And I'm like, well, <laughs> it hurts. They're like, oh, so you can't do your job? I'm like, no, I didn't say that. And they're like, well... Why can't you? And I'm like, well, there's a whole process. Like, you have to get an audience, talk with them, build an online presence, do all this stuff. I'm like, well, how long does that take? I'm like, well, like 18 months. They go, 18 months? We don't have that kind of time. I'm like, it's funny. Your generation calls our generation entitlement when you can't wait 18 months to own your own media distribution. So instead, you're going to pay your PR firms like hundreds of thousands of dollars who like don't even know how to do, some of them don't even know how to do digital. Yep. You're going to, you know, you're going to pay all these marketing research firms when you can own your own media distribution and then you can just ask your own followers like, hey, what do you think of this prototype? <laughs> yeah. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Literally, like, like... Just threw me off that they didn't get it. And and so, and like even today when I deal with like CEOs, when I do some private consultant, they're like, hey, well, why do, why with all the followers? And I'm like, what do you mean why with all the followers? And they go, well, you know, what do you do with them? I'm like, sir, what do you do with them? Like, let's just say you had a million followers right now. What would you do? And he's like, try to maybe sell my product and like sell your products. <laughs> okay. Now we've got marketing channel distribution. What else? He goes, I don't know. We've had like asked them questions. I'm like marketing research. It's not like condescending. It's just, you got to get them in that mind frame. They just yeah. don't get it. I'm like, yeah. what? If, oh, I guess if I had a product before spending like tons of money on making it, I could just like do sketches and then show them, you know, Hey, what do you guys think of the direction of this? I'm like, ah, you know, research and development. <laughs> and it's all done there, like mostly from your cell phone. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> you know, because your customer will give you feedback. Your audience will give you feedback. So I knew that I wanted to have a content and a content platform, an influencer platform. And I also wanted to own my own media distribution. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the secret was that I was a writer for many years. Nobody knew. Only a couple friends knew I, I was a writer. That was something I did privately. Um, 
or I help people get into like med school, law school, uh, <laughs> you know, hey. emails, whoever, you name it. Like I did copy. So I, okay. I just, I devalued, I devalued, um, it's not that I, I, I underplayed writing. Got until it. I realized that, that can really do some seriously awesome damage online if you know how to write. Yeah. Right. Seriously. So, yeah. So that was, uh, um, so I needed a, an outlet and then, yeah, I mean, when you start having, um, and the other, and the fourth thing is this, I moved away a lot from uh, a lot of my friends that were straight techie startups and I went straight media. That's a hard thing sometimes, even in that world, because people, they, some of them didn't even get it because they're like, huh, like what's this little blog thing that you're doing? I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like really guys, you know? Um, and I was like, no, I want to, I want to own my, uh, I want to own my own media. Because when you have your own media distribution, you can think about this. Like right now I can walk into a VC's office and be like, oh, I see you guys just spent a million dollars, you know, in investing in such and such company. You do need to do marketing for them. How about I get you like 10,000 users? 20,000. <laughs> Those users are how they can scale their company. When you're trying to get your, your app acquired or you're trying to get your app more seed funding, you need users. 100%. You don't need funding. You don't need you someone don't, to give you, you more you, money. You need it yeah. to work and you need people to use it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. So like imagine when you, but if you've got a trusted audience, Hey guys, I was just checking out this awesome app. I actually really dove into it. It's really cool. For those of you out there interested in X, Y, Z, here's the link. Go check it out. Yeah. That you can get like five, 10,000 users. Well, that's a validated product. Or in some cases like that's from there, you know, you're starting to um, create them a database and they can actually scale from there. Absolutely. So, uh, so whether it's my own companies or other companies, I can I can scale faster. So yeah, and then so yeah, so that was the the the, the ideas for going into all this. And then I met Case on Instagram. Okay, it was like like eight hundred followers on Instagram or something like that at the time. <laughs> this this is like March of two thousand fifteen. Okay, only like a year ago. And he, he pings me through like direct message. He's like, Hey, uh, so I'm Case Kenny from pursuit.com. I love what you're doing with HDF. I have no idea, you know, how to work together, but can we talk? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I called him up. He's in Chicago and he's like, uh, so you interview creators from around the world about their journey, their story. And I feature over 400 writers from around the world. You know, people, the entrepreneurs, creators, people writing about their lifestyle, what they're learning on their journey. I'm like, that's pretty dope. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, no clue how to work together. He's like, just full transparency. But I don't know. I just feel like our values might be aligned. So why don't we like hang out and just kind of figure stuff out and help each other grow. And then maybe that'll grow into something else. I'm like, cool. Which I love. That. I think that that's very much cognizant of our generation. Of yes. thinking. It's collaborative. It's not fear driven. Mm. Like, what do you have? No, I'm not going to share with you. You know, we don't. Yeah. It's that's, so that's, true. So, so yeah, um, and then it just went from there. And um, uh, about two weeks later, I was uh, at a Phoenix Startup Week, you know, like Mash, or not Mashable, um, you know, uh, Upstart Global, whatever they, that the people who do uh, Phoenix, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Startup Weekends and all that okay, stuff. Okay, yeah. Weeks. And I was, I was talking to, uh, so this guy walks up to me and he's like, oh, HDF, I heard about you. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> going on he goes oh no you had a good presentation today uh you know do you want help i'm like yeah like i could use help so lesson number two start people will help you out along the way when you're very like intentional about what you're doing absolutely yes so true yeah he was uh i didn't know who i was talking to at the time 
I had no clue. And uh, he's like, do you want help? I'm like, yeah, I do want help. You know, this is, uh, we were talking about all this stuff. And then eventually he's like, have you ever heard of youngentrepreneur.com? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, who, you know, who hasn't heard of youngentrepreneur.com? Right. I was like, they, weren't they acquired by like entrepreneur media for like boatloads of money? Like they, at one point they were like the highest trafficked site uh, for entrepreneurship. He goes, yeah, yeah, they were. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what's like, up? It was my brother and I, but yeah. And then his next question was, so do you still want help? I'm like, are you kidding me? Like now if you type in youngentrepreneur.com, it just goes to entrepreneur.com. Yep. They, you know, bolded it in, you know, entrepreneur media acquires, you know, entrepreneurial type uh, sites. They had done that from 99 to 2011. They're like wow. some of the nicest is Adam and Matthew Torrin. They're some of like the nicest guys on the planet very entrepreneurial, very savvy, and very humble at the same time. And they like, know everybody. <laughs> That's so sick. Joke. Like, you pick a person, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we had lunch with them like two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so they, they came on as advisors. And um, before you know it, Case and I, we went from just HDF and Pursuit and actually created a bigger media company called Trep Media Group, Trep Entrepreneur. Okay. Yeah. Uh, term for for uh, entrepreneurs and um, and then we house like five or six brands underneath there hmm. and we just want to keep building out uh, more brands that are um, driven by you know or, or or mass marketed for millennial driven men and women you know that are just really seeking whether it's bettering themselves or or their passions or their you know purpose or their you know entrepreneurial journeys all of that stuff so Everything we do has always got to be aligned. So we, so yeah, so we turned into a podcast. It turned into an online community. It turned into two publications, a uh, fifth brand on the way, and then a sixth one, just like you guys, you know. At, Absolutely, at, yeah. At, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're right about Shopify, by the way. <laughs> no, Shopify's dope, right? It's insane. Yeah, I think it's I think it's awesome. Hearing this whole story is like the start is something that you you didn't even I'm like I know from my short time on this earth you never like picture of what this starting seed is going to bring yeah. and like now we can watch like watching your story or hearing it from the inception to your like let's try this digital music thing and not that that's what it defined it at all that that seed evolved and just took you yeah. it's crazy it's so cool to hear it's really cool. It, the, the, so here, here's something that was really weird, and I didn't realize that pieces are always coming together, because you know we always you look back and you're like, why the hell was I even doing that, right? And then um, when I got um, asked to do a project for the World Trade Center, I didn't realize there's more than one World Trade Center globally. There's over 300 of them. It's like a real estate play, right? Oh, um, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I had no idea because most people think 9/11. Yeah, and Seattle that, has a World Trade Center. I think in downtown. And so I've seen that before and I was like, that's weird. They're all linked. Yeah. <laughs> oh. they're, all linked. they're all linked. They're part of a, um, so the brand operates out of New York. And so basically when, when the World Trade Center was first made, um, you know, uh, Rockefeller was like, why don't we license the name around the world? Because you can get, you know, when you're a World Trade Center in your city, you can get um, really good rental rates and, you know, uh, tenancy and people want to actually be a part of a World Trade Center, right? Right. You know? And then also they wanted to connect people globally to, uh, you know, for global business. And, um, but it was interesting because I, I was sitting, I was, they had two other people that were trying to do the platform before and I guess it didn't really go as well. 
And I had to give this opening speech to their constituents from around the world in New York. And uh, I was like, you know, this is actually a very interesting scenario for me to be in because um, I got my start in digital all these years ago. My education has been in all in international business. And I had an eight year run in real estate using technology to drive sales and, you know, leads and customers. I was like, you guys are an international organization dedicated to real estate, <laughs> national business. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not surprised that I'm standing here in front of you, but I'm completely surprised because I had no idea that when I was doing digital, real estate, music, like driving traffic, getting international business education, I'm like, I had no idea why all these pieces were just random until I stand here in front of you. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's... I think yeah. that it ties back in strongly to there's something that I operate off of and Aaron does. We, we do action streetwear, sort of everything we're doing and everything I've done in my life has operated heavily off of a gut feeling. And it sounds yeah. stupid to people that don't understand. And it sounds completely like, what? No, no, no. You, you need to you need to actually look at it on paper. Like, Seth, why did you drop out of college? Like you are you are going to be living on your parents' couch if you don't go back to school and all these things where I'm like, no, but I just I just have this weird feeling like where like whenever I walk into class, like like three or four years ago, I'd like walk into class and would just be like have this like almost like sick at my stomach. Like I don't I, I shouldn't be here like like this isn't for me. And then all of these things that happen after all of that. And everything that sort of come from that, all the businesses that I've tried, I've tried, I think I've failed like four so far of like epically hilarious failures <laughs> where it's like, yeah, yeah, where you're just like, wow, that was, that was, wow. Like, what was I doing? <laughs> you know, and like where and I got a notification from one of my old clothing companies say on Facebook, I, I, the, the page apparently still exists. I didn't even know. And I got it, it like pops up on my thing and I'm like, what? Well, hello. Like, <laughs> you know, so stuff like that. But yeah. And like. It's amazing how now, even just being at this for such a little time, like there's little moments where I'm like, oh, that's what that was for. Like, yeah. okay. And it's just that like following your gut and pointing yourself in a position where you truly think it's like the best for you. You're like, okay, well, I don't know why or how, but like, and I'm sure that's like whenever you were doing like, like, like creating leads for real estate, you're like, well, this is weird. I don't know exactly what this is going to tie into, but it's working, I guess. <laughs> at least I'm learning something. So. No, it's, it's it's true. So there are no there are no coincidences, right? There are no random acts, if you know. Um, but yeah, you know it's interesting too. With you know bringing up the school uh, because that comes up a lot, and I've had a lot of people go, "Oh, is the MBA worth it?" and all this other stuff. I'm like, I think it's different for everybody. Um, I, it made me my connections and contacts that got me Louis Vuitton, Moet Hennessy, and um, and the World Trade Center. So if you look at those two things alone, it did its part there. But yeah. I was a digital guy. So uh, the teachers, uh, even though they did a little bit of digital, I remember sitting in one class and like <laughs> the professor was talking about uh, marketing and he's talking about, um, you know, the, the small role digital plays. And I'm like, well, don't you think that that's like, uh, you know, social media is a little bit more than a small role. And he goes, oh, well, you know, it's just a component. I'm like, sir, Egypt fell like last week, you know, like their, their president's gone from the country using Facebook. <laughs> yeah. I think it's got a little bit more power in marketing. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, um, but with school, the, I think the problem with education, especially now is that you can't, it's just like everything else. Like you can't put a whole bunch of people into one path. It doesn't exist. Everybody has a different path. Right. I mean, they always have, but like now the system is really like, opened up and people are like, wait a minute, 
there's no way I can like do the exact same path as him, 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 her, all of them together. Like it makes no sense. Yeah. And there's all this education into like, this is the only way to do it. Yes. For you and for your life. And now you should go get a job and all you 500 people should go do the exact same job. And for all the exact same like companies, I'm like, how can you even teach that when you know that companies are drastically changing right now, especially the millennial run companies like Uber. Yes. <laughs> we're like they're using all new ways of thinking anyways because so, I think that the the biggest thought changer for me because I was in that same boat where I was sitting in class and I would think like well my parents are really proud of me to be here like and I remember like I'd go home like on the weekends and it's like I was like it's like it's like I was already making that kind of money because of how much love I was being showered with they're like we're so glad you're going to college and I mean extended family would like send me like little care packages to like my dorm like what is going on why am I suddenly like this like royalty of sorts just because I'm going to college and I so I would like talk to professors and they were so they were like you need to get this job and if you're if you're in a business degree you know what maybe you know minor in a accounting that's a really hot subject right now you can you know after after school you can you can go account for some big firm like one of the big four or whatever and then and I and I talked to my teacher and I was like do you think that simply based off of the bias that this is the way you have gone down down a down a pretty um stable and good path that you look at every student and that you see them through your lens and you have a difficult time like seeing that maybe I shouldn't be at school and he's like well, but you're doing so well. Like you have great grades and you're doing, and I'm like, right. But like, what if there's no point for me to be here? What, what if there's no path? What if there's no, there's no future for me at a job at the big four or at, at anything like that? And he was just like, well, I don't know. Like kind of, you know, and they were all, it's like, like their, their whole answer is kind of like, and I, and I, I truly believe that it's because it's not, it's, it's because like when parents say, or when, when the culture tells you to do something, it's not out of malintent. It's out of the best possible intent. They like, they want the best for you. And so like my dad has a great job because of college, because he grew up in that generation. And so for him, he's like, well, my son needs to have a good job. My son needs to go to college and he needs to do these things. And so because it's because of that, he's like, Seth, go to college, please get a degree and support yourself and happy, happy, you know, buy a car and get a good mortgage and whatever, and then be happy with what you get. And I'm like, dad, I don't think that's coming from a bad place. And a lot of people like to skew it. And I mean, like, and like in terms of popular people right now, I think that there, there there's a lot of very popular thought leading entrepreneurs and people with very popular podcasts that want to take a big dump on school. And I'm thinking like, okay, it might not be the best thing for you. And I, and, and also the people that are, that are promoting school. And I don't think that it's some, some big, terrible thing. I think it's a great thing if it fits. And it fit. right. And it's just that, and like, like with you too, like school made, got you those connections and that's what a good school is for. So hell yeah, that probably paid off just fine. And like, but, but for me, I'm just sitting here thinking like, it's just not for me and yeah. that's fine. And so because, and then it's like, it's amazing the flack that you take whenever it's something's just not for you. And it's, people have a very, very difficult time taking off their lens and yeah. to, to look past and go, hey, maybe he's just a super different person. <laughs> or like maybe like what works for me really won't work for him. I highly, I highly applaud anybody that just solely follows their gut. And if that's not school, that's not school, you know, completely. In fact, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very lucky. Again, I came from a very entrepreneurial family. And I mean, I even had a couple of friends who they didn't go that route, right? And so they would talk about that in front of my mom. And she'd be like, why are you so down about it? Like school's not... <laughs> 
like it's about what you want to do with your life you know and at the time like i was still trying to figure certain things out like look i mean the, the, the world we're living in now it, it's changed so much like back then i i I didn't know as much of this then, and I'm actually glad I'm in it now the way I am because I look back in the mid two thousand, mid to late two thousands, and the online world was run a little bit differently. And I'm not like trying to shit on it. It's just it was just a little bit like I love. We're living in the age of transparency. Yes. Period. Yes. You're think or you're not. You you can't say like I'm going to sell you this awesome program. I'm going to sell you the dream, and I have no substance, no value. I'm going to make millions of dollars, and a lot of them in the 2000s did that online, just selling crap. And I have no problem saying that, yeah. <laughs> you know. And you know, and they built up this persona. And there's nothing. And again, there's nothing wrong from a business perspective that they, you know, everyone has a hustle. I always say like, even if you don't believe in their hustle, don't knock it, right? Right. But but. We live in the age of transparency and honesty now, like online. I love that because you can really be authentically you and build your audience around that. And I don't, you know, yeah, I think it's one of the best times for for a lot of what's happening, regardless of, you know. So back then, I just didn't, didn't have that, that that the path really wasn't the same. I was just I had to I had to go through the grind. I was a little bit ahead of, mm-hmm. of the time, and so I had to kind of wait for it out for it to be like the right time. Sometimes, but it's very true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I think that um, the transparency, it's funny and, and it, it could just be because of how, I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm 100% on that, on that whole thing of transparency where it's like, I don't understand how I would have been able to live in another, like in another scenario. And I mean, like one of, one of our current business partners um, is from South Korea and he is, um, you know, th- they have a very different culture and it's funny because it's very businessly. It's they're like, and so Aaron and I, like whenever we're like, we'll get together and like work and stuff. And we like clown the whole time. Like, we're just like, like, we're just there to have fun, man. Like we're, look, we're getting good work done. I mean, I'm going to put in like a hard, hard day of work for sure. And we're going to be very effective, but I'm going to be having a good time while yeah, I'm doing gonna be, it. We're going to be talking like, in British accents. Yeah. Yeah. Just like just doing time. weird <laughs> shit. Like just talk, just, just, just talking shit to each other, whatever, like throwing shit across the room. But the whole, and like, and being very transparent whenever I post something like on, on like say action street Instagram, there's a lot of them. That's like, just like a video of me, like in my car, like, Hey, I had a really cool thought. Here's what this is all about. Blah, 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 blah. That's action streetwear. Action streetwear is not some crazy corporation where everything's perfect and the floors are mopped and swept. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like, and this this other thing we're doing right now too is it's like this is three dudes are in a room trying to sell shit online. Like we're just and the thing is too is that you can't sell a shitty product. Like so, selling shit online doesn't mean like and like with my shirts, like Action Streetwear hats and shirts, they're nice. Like they're really good, and you get them, and like you get a handwritten letter from me and a bunch of stickers and some cool shit and like like a big <laughs> thank you card, and I'm like I'll send you an email and be like, dude, thank you so much for ordering. It's true, it's honest. Like and, and the product is really good. So twenty nine dollars for a hat is freaking worth it because. It's an actually good hat with a good message behind it. Not like, oh, cool, I bought this awesome program and now I'm going to be a millionaire. And then, oh, all of a sudden you can't contact him because he shut down his P.O. box and closed the phone number because now he's running off with his millions and you're a complete sap and you feel like an idiot. (laughs) Doesn't happen anymore. No, you bring up so many valid points. We, um, we create, we, so we ended up creating an online community to like, um, videos and all that stuff to help people it was so funny because we're very lean startup guys mm. at the end of the day what we would do for a lean startup uh, tech product we would do for uh you know in the digital marketing world and so our audience was asking like hey like we love all your guys brands we love like all the stuff that you're building how do you do it like how do you how do you grow and scale your online you know brand or e-commerce store or whatever all this stuff and we're like 
that's what you guys want to know? You know, <laughs> we were thinking it was like going to be about business. Like, hey, what do you guys want to know about business? And it, it actually it is about business, right? And yeah. so we, we got over like a thousand requests. We're like, all right. And so we pulled all that stuff into a spreadsheet. Case and I were like, this is interesting. So they want to know like, you know, first there's a little bit of the, the setup and then like what's going on with blogging and content marketing? How do you distribute the content? How do you actually grow and scale it? Um, how do you do cross promotional stuff like this? How do you do interviews? How do you review products? How do you do e-commerce? Like all of this stuff. So we ended up creating an actual program. And, and it's funny because we're two guys who said we would never do a webinar. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We said we would never do a webinar because we knew the reputation of people who had webinars. But it, again, but we are living in a time of um, transparency. And it's awesome because so we ended up doing the webinar and it got really well received. We, you know, it, it, um, so we have both. We have two versions. We have the free the free webinar, which is, you know, that that's how you end up like you talk to them. You go, listen, like we don't know each other. So we're going to help you. But for those of you that really want to keep going like this over here, yes, we do have a paid product. Like we spent five, we spent five fucking grand to yeah. build it for you guys. So like, you know, if we invest, you invest, you know? Right. Yeah, no, that, yeah. and that, the but thing we, is but, that um, that's acceptable. But, uh, but yeah, so, so, uh, but it's really cool because it's the, uh, it's the goal of the first half of the webinar is like, this will get you guys going and you can keep going by yourself. Like you're going to be fine. Do it. But if you do want help, like then we we can all work together inside of a community, and here's how that works. I and mean, it's like just some it's a simple nothing monthly subscription. It probably has more value than your local chamber of commerce, which doesn't really do anything for you. And That's... people pay a hundred dollars a month for that. Yeah. <laughs> so so we were like, all right, let's you know let's actually really build out a community. And the best part was the feedback that came in from people were like, wow, like you guys are actually really open and transparent about it about everything. And when we do the live webinar, we're like, listen, guys, like I don't know if you've ever been on a webinar before. But like I can't stand webinars. They're gonna teach you stuff that are <laughs> done before. So we're gonna show you exactly what we did by opening up our brands and showing you the back end. Like here, we did this. I put tags here. Here, here's how you do your SEO. Yes. Here's how you do this. So it's like they were so surprised that we were just sharing what we did. And I was like, well, isn't that what you're supposed to do? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so that's that's it's been interesting. But then and then also to your point about products, you're right. Like if you just take care of the products um, for the for the customer and you really put thought into it, um, people are going to support you. The fact that you're like you're filming and going on your social media and, and you're like you're representing the brand, right? After, right. So you're actually saying like, hey guys, I'm out here doing this. This is part of my day. This is part of the hustle. Your following will support that. They will support it. You you don't even have to have a good quality hat. Although you said you guys sound like you keep to quality and so do I. I we agree to that you, you know? have to but, yeah but people will support you when they actually see you doing the hustle that's, that's it the way. yeah if you practice what you preach it's incredible and that that's why Gary V for instance he's a good example yeah. of someone that's gained massive traction because he's like like last winter started doing those daily videos where he's like actually showing himself like like 16 plus hours and he's like oh good this guy's actually doing what he says regardless if that actually works for you personally it's really refreshing to see a guy who's actually practicing what he preaches every damn day. It's like, yep. dude, if, if you go out there, like there's so many people that want to talk hustle. So many people that want to, that want to like, that want to wear something that says I'm an excuse killer or that I'm an action taker. And then you look at them on a Saturday and they're like, Oh, well, I mean, I worked all week. Like I mean, Saturday <laughs> I'm going to the beach, dude. Like, I mean, it's, it's so nice outside. And you're like, okay. Or like, you know what? I was going to go to the gym and then I wore my flip flops uh, out the door, and I was like, "Darn, don't have the time." 
to go back right. in and get my shoes on. So that's why I didn't go to the gym today. And you're like, wow. Like, if you've never deadlifted in fucking flip-flops, you're not serious. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot from, um, from guys like you, especially, and, and other guys I've, I've been watching um, with the video, and I've been told by a few people, they're like, you, your work ethic and, like, how much you're, like, you need video. And I was like, I know, I know. So it's actually coming to HDF on Instagram finally, and I'm going to do more Snapchat. But it's like, because I've had a lot of friends, even in this space, are like, stop fucking around like start doing you know, because there's a lot of these like for the the few gary v's or you guys that are really like showing and demonstrating the hustle there's that many more that are like they're kind of just trying to show this lifestyle and you're like what yeah. you know what i mean yeah and like you actually do the work like show people what work looks like you know and i've had snapchats before no responsibility you have responsibility i have responsibility we have to actually show people what it really looks like. And that really checked me hard. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm do and I think that like, so we've even done videos. We had a YouTube video uh, that I made like last spring because yeah. I was, I walked in the house, I got back home and was about to get on and do some, uh, write a blog post. And then I noticed the dishes were really dirty in the kitchen. And I was like, oh, this is kind of funny. And so I just took a video. It's like a two minute long YouTube video of me washing the dishes in my house. Cause that's a part of taking action. In my opinion, every little Thing, every silly thing matters because that's a foundational thing. And so if you can't keep clean dishes in your house, how can you expect to support a million dollar plus business or to have Lambos in the garage? Like, how can you expect any of that? And so it's like this, this like video on our YouTube about just filming or like filming me literally washing the dishes. Like, here's how you take action, guys. Like, it's it, you can do it. It's not like it's not like I'm out here like chilling with Elon Musk on some yacht and we're like, oh, look how rich we are. This is what action is. I don't have money yet, dude. Like, I'm going like, oh, shit, rent's coming up. Like, I'm like, oh, let me scrape that together because I just spent $600 on a new order of shirts and now there goes rent. Shit. So now I'm like sweeping floors for people on Craigslist or something like, ah, <laughs> like that's that, part of it that to me that's respect and that's exactly what people need to see that stuff because this i mean don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with some of these guys that just post the lifestyle content. i've seen a couple of them they post like all the like the yachts and the exotic locations on <laughs> um, one of them he got caught uh he's he's pretty big on instagram he got caught though because somebody i don't think he ever even realized it um, but he said he, he posted this really awesome shot um over near like dubai and someone's like oh my god i love that place you know, can't wait to go. And he's like, yeah, I've never been. I can't wait to go either. I'm like, don't say that on your wall. I mean, yeah. yes, like you're posting about places you've never been. And that's okay. Like I get it. Vision wall, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Thing. Like he's creating like a, like a mood board, a vision wall. Like I get that. Sure, sure. But like at the end of the day, that's not going to be sustainable. Like you have to, you have to create from what you know and, and go and create action and, and keep developing and growing into that. And then, yeah, you will travel places. You will get on a plane to like Detroit <laughs> yeah, really. or to Portland or to, you know, Miami, wherever. And you can take that instead. And, um, that, cause that con like the content you do will be the audience you get. That's your diehards, right? That's like what Gary Vee used to say. He's like, I don't want a million people and 30,000 will pull the trigger. I want 80, if I had 80,000 followers and 70,000 were ready to go to Warframe, were ready to buy my product. That's what I want. Right. And that's, don't get, you want the diehard audience. 100%. Like, 
Yeah. It's about it's about having an audience that actually clicks, not just having a number. Like a, like, it, yeah. and it's the same thing with money, in my opinion too. Like, if you have a lot of money, but there's no real substance behind it, and by that I mean like friends, family, true, like right. ethical ways that you got that money, like by by doing good things for people. Once you have a hundred million dollars and you have that foundation for the hundred million dollars where you have like a crew of like your day ones and like like a crew of all these people and like and all your diehards that are behind you that are like, man, this guy is the shit. That is when there's real substance. Not when you're like, yo, dude, I just made two million dollars. Like how? I sold a shitty program to somebody and now I'm a baller. You're like, <laughs> no one wants to be yeah. your friend. <laughs> it's the vanity. Like, yeah, I think um, and our generations really define success differently too. You know, a lot of them. I mean, yeah. I mean, of course, a lot of people still, I think, focusing heavily on the money. But that's not going to complete. But your success is way beyond the money. It's to your point. It's like it's who you're around. It's how you're living your life. It's what you're giving. Yeah. You know, what you're able to impact others. And money's a tool. So it's a beautiful tool to have a lot of abundance of. But you got to use it in a right way. Otherwise, it won't complete you. You know, yeah, like it's it's just a component of your of the bigger picture. So, yeah, so I, I completely agree with you guys on that. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so it's you know it's yeah. uh, it, but also we have again back to that responsibility. People need to see that you made a sacrifice, right? So well, I bought these shirts because I believe in the product. How I would have taken that taken that is, wow, he really believes in his product. He sacrificed the potential of. Will I make rent? Yes, he will because the universe just provides. Just when you right. take action, it will provide. Yes. But people just thought oh, you made that sacrifice. All right, you know what? I'd like a shirt, please. Right. And then three <laughs> others will do the same thing. Boom, you've got your rent plus profit. <laughs> exactly. For real, yeah. And that that's that yeah. belief thing too is that it's like – I mean like it's it's amazing – how easy it is to get tripped up in your own head and and to and and to to let um to let like just negativity take over whenever it's like you just like dude positivity wins like just optimism just wins like love for 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 what you're doing like the, yeah. the, that's that old phrase like love wins everyone always says that it's so true it's so yeah. true like like just having love for what you're doing and and being 10 out of 10 convinced like this is what i'm gonna do and it's like so what's your plan b i don't know like <laughs> like uh, to be right. honest i don't i don't have time to make a plan b i just need to make this plan a work and like if that's your mindset and you're like dude i'm just well seth how are you gonna make rent that's in like 10 days i'm like i don't know like <laughs> like that's interesting like maybe i should figure that out right <laughs> yeah yeah i say uh, i had a post that uh, was one of mine i said um i don't have a plan b i have a plan a with 26 pivots right like, go, <laughs> fig- go figure it out and uh, I think that that's, that's the part that – it's funny. It's funny doing a quote account because um, a lot of the quotes, whether they're mine or, or other artists, et cetera, um, or business people, et cetera, um, I understand – I've never understood the quotes more now in my life. I've always read. I've always been about spirituality. I've always been about business leaders and reading their stuff. But you really can't – they're almost cliche until you actually practice them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. And, you, and it's crazy when you, you know, because everything I write, I'm like, oh, man, like I because I, you know, it, it's tangible for you. It becomes tangible when you've actually lived it or you're or you're going through it or, or you see it. Um, and and it's funny because even some of the ones that you've heard from, like when you're, you know, from 10, 20 years ago, you know, when you're a child and, and now you're writing it like. That means, oh, shit. Like, now I get it, you know, because you're, once you do the hustle, once you do the action, it makes more sense. We're yes. just throwing out, you know, I, sometimes I see some of these quote accounts. I always try to be different. Everything I do, I try to be different. 
and and I think I succeeded on that with the, with the Instagram account. But it's like I, I still these uh, these quote accounts. What they do is they just keep regurgitating the, the same ones over and over and over and over again. But they all just keep you know whatever. Um, and I think it's fine to repost it. 20, 30, 40,000 people later, of course, because you've now got a big audience. That's fine. But like sooner or later, you're going to have to provide substance. Right. Your own experience, your, your own background, what you're learning, what you're, you can't just quote and then like a line or two about it like, um, yep, get yours. Dude. You know, you're going to have to share. You're going to have to actually have substance. You're going to actually have to fuck up or you're going to have to take a chance, take a risk, figure it out, do something. And then, uh, you know, people will relate even more to that. They'll have higher engagement. It's amazing. I, I was sort of, so I've been running tests like the past week on stuff exactly like that. And so I put on Facebook, I put like this ridiculously long-winded post. It was an old blog post that it was on my, uh, on actionstreetwear.com from like February. And so I just like cut and pasted it and like threw it on there and then was like, oh, let's see. It's just text, nothing at all. There's just, just text. And it got like 85 likes and like, like a hundred plus um, <laughs> impressions and stuff. People were like, oh yeah, like maybe a couple shares. And I'm like, what? And then if I post something that's like, like, uh, ooh, take action. Yeah, what up? Like, like just some <laughs> shit like that. Like, 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 no one cares. And like, Facebook's algorithm knows, and it's like, fuck this guy. It, like, throws me down in the dumps of like the algorithm, and then I get like two likes, and I'm like, mm. yeah. You see, yeah, you see like the guys that do like the remember as an entrepreneur, take action. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Start with a product, any product, just start. <laughs> That's your advice. You're like, wow, dude, advice. you must okay. be a millionaire. <laughs> like, and that's okay. Sometimes I think people are still trying to get me to get comfortable. The, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. I think it's just because I watch what comes out of my mouth, but it's so hard. It's so hard. So as an entrepreneur, right, you battle. The, the biggest person you will ever battle is yourself, is yes. your ego. And that's, that's real. That's tough because especially you care about your product, right? Act, action streetwear. Like you, you act, active, right? Did I get that right? Action, action, action streetwear, yeah. Yeah. You care, I just want to make sure I have that right. So oh, yeah. You care about it. So when you see somebody who just like doesn't, the, the sort of the ego side of you wants to be like, what? Our stuff is way better. I put so much more attention to detail. <laughs> I do that, you know, and it's, you have to pull yourself back and be like, it's not about them. Right. It's, it's about you and your audience, you and your audience. And you just stay focused on them that way. Um, but it's hard. It's hard sometimes yes. because you want, you you care. Right. Right. It's like, I promise you no other clothing brand that I, at least that I know of yet that I, or who's no, I've not, I haven't talked to another clothing brand that has had extended FaceTime conversations and still texts about half of the people that have bought shirts from them. Like there's guys, there's a guy, um, I'm actually helping him develop an app. He's one of the guys that bought one of my shirts. He was super stoked about it. Um, and I had like, a, I've had a, a bunch of very long FaceTimes with him and he's a, he's a complete boss and he's gonna, he, his, his app idea is crazy. And I'm like, wow, never heard of that before. Awesome. So I have one of his, like a prototype app thing I'm running on my phone and I'd use it whenever I can and like send him messages like, yo dude, what's up? Or like, you know, or whatever. And like, and actually I should probably FaceTime him again really soon. Um, but it's like, dude, like that's the shit, like that's actually taking action and that's actually helping other people. And whenever I say, I want to help other people be more motivated to take action. Like if I could say that in general, that doesn't mean have a cool quote account and say, do it now. Like Rocky picture of him running up the stairs, like success is hard. Do it anyway. Like dude, that does stop. You know what I mean? Like just, yeah, actually do it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, that's, and it's funny because, um, I kind of came up around that same time that 
they, the, the market started getting flooded with all of them. And so I've always tried to remain very different in that aspect. And it's, it is hard because it's like, I want to talk about real shit, real, real stuff. And yeah, you see, and, oh, and the other thing too is like, so all the pictures, they're not celebrities. The pictures I use are other actual creators. I stay on brand. They're photographers, they're models, they're videographers, they're, they're, they're graffiti artists. They're, they're just, they, they're representative of the brand. That's why when people say like, there's something about your brand. I'm like, yeah, because I stay true to its core of why I'm doing it. And like, I'm not, I'm not gonna just put up like Rocky Balboa and like, it's like, you know, get up and show what you can do. It's like, well, all right. I mean, that, I mean, thank God, you know, keep the motivation going, but I want to show like real people, right. real thoughts, real actions. And, um, you know, yeah. And the other part, you brought up a really good point. The thing that people don't understand when I say, um, and you, you just expressed it, when you take action, you will meet other people who take action. Everybody taking action actually respects each other. So like, how can I help myself? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> I love what you guys are trying to do. Have you thought about using this tool instead? By the way, you will probably get a, a better profit margin if you use, if you print the hats over here versus there. Like, oh, thank you. Yeah. You know, and then you're like, hey, I see you're doing this with your uh, videos. You might want to try this instead. Suddenly, by the way, that ends up turning into like, hey, maybe we'll do a collaboration later on on something. And like, maybe they come up with a product idea that they want to feature on your store that you take a, por a portion of the proceeds because they had a good product, like a, an iPhone case or something. Exactly. You know, and then before you know it, <laughs> oh, and, and then before you know it, action creates action, and it's like, yeah. oh, so really doing what it takes creates more of really doing what it takes with more people that really do what yeah. it takes, and then before you know it, you've done what it takes. Hey, yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's the expression where it really comes from, right? Leap in the net will appear. Yeah, it's really just like you just take action; the shit will come together. It will come together. It it has no choice to because like you're on a path, you're about it, you're trying to do it, and other people are feeling like, okay, I see what he's doing. He's he's actually putting in the work. How, for example, just like with you know my my advisor is like, how can I help? Because they see you doing the work. Yes. And they want to help. Actually, there's a lot of people out there, very successful people who want to help. They just want, they, they're lonely. They actually literally want to help more people. It's just that they're trying to find people who are willing to do the work or are doing the work already. And they're like, oh, I'd love to help you. Yeah. Dude, yeah. So That's they, the thing with like, I heard this thing a couple years ago and it's always stuck with me of like, the hardest thing you'll ever do is choose an average path. Because if you choose that, then you're in with everyone else and no one wants to help you and it's very average. But if you're willing to do like that extra, even 2% of work, or you're just willing to put in that extra work, people will notice that and they're like, oh my God, no one is willing to put in the extra work. And these are guys that are willing and have been doing this for 30 years plus sometimes. And they're like, like these ridiculous, ridiculous mentors or people that are like oh yeah and they're just like willing to give you time for free or you know just like oh no i want you to be successful because you are such a rare person that actually wants to put in the work that's required and they just get fired up about that on a, on on its own because they understand how rare that is i've noticed a change with <laughs> there's a reason why Oh, sorry. Oh, you were, we're cutting out a little bit. Um, I've noticed a change as we start doing things for real, like actually doing things that it's less and less, you know, everyone at the beginning, they see like maybe a comp, a competitor or something. And they're like, yo, screw that guy. Like that's, <laughs> that's human. That's what, and what we're young too. That's definitely part of the, our age group. I think as we go deeper in it, we're like, we see another brand or someone doing it well. 
And we're like, oh, dude, we should hit them up. I wonder what they're up to. Respect. Because, yeah, it's like mad respect. <laughs> everything. Everything. I'll see people at the gym, and I used to be a little twig boy, and I'd be like, well, that guy probably, like, skips leg day or something. But now I'm like, I'll see someone killing it. I'm like, I need to talk to that guy. And yeah. that's, like, the change where you're like, we need to go out there and, like, hit these people up. And it's, like, it's really cool to see. It's true. You gotta, like, that, you gotta kind of monitor that inner hater of you. Too, yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah absolutely. You don't, you don't mean to do that way. It's just that you... You don't, you, you, what you don't know, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And until you start doing the action, you start realizing like, oh my God, there's a lot that goes into this. I'm like, now I see he's really crushing it. Oh man, he, he figured some things out because, it, you know, if we're this far along and we're doing our, we're doing well, but like, he's really crushing it. He's got to, he's got to like, hit him up, he's got to find him yeah. you know, if they want to share. Yeah. And most of the time, share. They're like, yeah, here's my music. You know? Yeah, completely. It's like very transparent. <laughs> Oh, uh, but that's okay. It's okay if they say no too, because it's always respect. Okay, but I don't want to. I don't want to trounce over like what you're. You know what you're doing. I, I get it. You know, no disrespect. Thank you so much for your time. You know what I mean? And yes. That's, that, um, but yeah, you're right. You, it's not as you really take action. You go further into the detail. That it, it, you know, and I'll say this. I actually changed a lot of my um, on the consulting side of me when I do like two bigger gigs. It changed everything because it was like. Beforehand, it's digital strategy, right? And it's like, yeah, man, I don't know. I get it. I get it. Uh huh. It's like me talking about a Ferrari, but I never actually worked on one underneath the hood. Now I got underneath the hood. I figured out the carburetor, the engine. I figured out like all the parts. I, I tweaked it. I started f- figuring out how to get the maximum performance. Now, when I talk to a CEO about stuff, they, it's like one Ferrari owner talking to another Ferrari owner. He's like, what did you do? I'm like, oh, you know what? I tweaked this and I was able to get my conversion rate to do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, you got to use this one tool. It's like, fuck, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. I was like, well, this. So now it's like two guys in a garage talking about the engine versus like, I get that you know this stuff, but I'm not sure that you know this stuff. Like, I, I you know what I mean? Dude, so it's, it's also ch- action changes your dynamic of your relationship, your business relationships, because they see like you're really learning you're really learning your shit. Like you're really actually down in there figuring it out. I've even had some companies who have like great like reputations in marketing and email marketing. Um, and they're like, how'd you do that? I'm like, well, what do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> actually. <laughs> For somebody to consult on that? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> like, <"All> right. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I think that it's, it's, it's just amazing how many people, and for me, like when I first started out, it's like I was scared of like, well, they say it's going to take a lot of work or act, and it's not work, dude. Like it's, I, I, I sure it's work. I mean, yeah, maybe I'm going to go to bed pretty late tonight because we have a whole bunch of stuff going on later today with another, you know, I mean, it's going to probably be a pretty late night and that's fine. But like, like this right here counts as work. And I'm like, this is fun. Like we're hanging out and talking on, on, on FaceTime and we're, we're just chilling and having a, having a sweet podcast and like connecting and stuff. And it's like, people are like, Oh yeah. Like, well, like, well uh, you have a podcast like, oh. <laughs> and it's like, dude, like that, that's, I don't know. I, I don't know how to put it, man. Like you just, you just do. And then you keep going. And then before you know, I don't know. I don't, it's just like the car <laughs> thing, dude. It's like being like a 14 year old at a, at an auto show. Who's like, Oh, well this car, like talking to his friends about it. And then being like, like a 50 year old guy that's owned cars and torn them down and rebuilt them. Exactly like what you're talking about. It's just the, the only difference is the, the amount of time they put into it and the amount of action they took during that time. I'll help you out with the with the, the podcast. This is such a like, I, and I've I've told people this several times. Like, I don't want to get the whole podcast. I'm like, all right, you know that rectangular thing in your room, like your living room. And they're like, my TV, your TV. 
And you want to leave to go out. And you do. The gym to track your job that you're going. Um, do you take the TV with you? You're like, no. I'm like, exactly. I was like, so do you know why like, people pay all those, you know, for all those commercials and everything? They're like, oh, I don't really watch it. I'm like, yeah, I know. Exactly. Number one. But number two, like, you know why people pay? They're like, yeah, I guess because there's like a lot of viewers, a lot of audience. I'm like, an audience. <laughs> okay. I was like, so a podcast is kind of like TV, although it's just the audio. Only the difference is that I'm on your phone. And every time I have a new episode and you're subscribed, I pop up on your phone that says a new episode was just launched. And you could be in your car, you could be at the gym, you could be anywhere constantly consuming my content. So an audience of 100,000 real people, real subscribers, um, versus the pumped up fake numbers of TV, which by the way, I couldn't pump up those numbers on purpose. Uh, you know, same with radio. Like I, I'm able to be in more, like in front of more people, more qualified, ready to listen people. Um, yeah, that's worth something to to quite a few advertisers who are picking up on that. That's why guys with like a million downloads plus a month, you know, million that's like subscribers downloading at least a million times, they're making like one hundred fifty to two hundred fifty thousand dollars a month on the podcast. And, then, and and the funny thing is, that's nothing compared to TV money, right? But people don't, they always get that. Like they just they don't. They don't understand. They're not taking the time to understand this here, like, and I'm not going to do the podcast for the money, but it's just another distribution channel. And I try to get them to think of the business case. And I'm like, yeah, but think about it. You have an audience and an engaged audience. And over time, if you grow that audience, like that's worth something a lot. Even if it's just your own products you want to promote. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So like, but I don't understand it. And I'm like, well, it's like your TV. (laughs) Yeah. You can take it everywhere you go and you can consume it no matter what, how you want to. It's very true. Yeah, so I mean, it's uh, it's it's an interesting time, and then there was I'm trying to remember there's something else you said, but I, I don't remember what it was. But it was really, it was a really great point, but I'm sure it'll come back up. So, but anything, anything else you guys want to know, I'm happy to share. You know, I don't know how much more time you guys have. Yeah, um, I think we're getting pretty close to the end. Yeah, I so, do have. I have one quick question just for me. So I make I make music. I was wondering, do you, do you still do uh, music at all? Um. I so music was my first love. It's, yeah, it's actually involved in it. Um, and I was like, I would, I was interning in the A and R department, right? Artist yeah. repertoire. That's where like they do all the signings. All That's the sick. music demos come through there. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, I then got into like learning how the production works, and I actually mess around with um, what is it, algorithm for a Mac. So I like, I like mixing up songs and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, basically, so I'm still, I got back into that a little bit teaching myself, but, um, that's about it. That's all I really do with it. Uh, but I have over seven terabytes of music. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> that's sick, it, dude. All archived and then like, yeah. of like, you know, different, uh, hard drives, you know, external drives and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I was like a freak back in the day. I'm just trying to get as much music as I could. I love how, um, so I do, I do producing, I produce, and I, I actually really like the, the technical side of it. So I do a lot of like the production and then I, I like mixing, I love mixing and I love mastering my own stuff. And, um, I think it's just so cool how, um, I'm a musician, but it's like technical. There's that yeah. precision to it, which is yeah, so fun. But that's what highly needed. Yeah. Though, so, and you can go a lot of places with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, and then the best part is nowadays, so we're all content creators. Yeah. Do you know, photography, videography, and music, huge. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Like, so like, 
absolutely needed. That's why, like, that's some of the highest demanded uh, for content creators, especially if you're like LA in New York. Like the moment you say, like, yeah, I can do technical music or videography, they're like, I'm going to hire you. I can follow, like, and help us create all week long. Like, really, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so it's, it's that's a great that's a great skill, and it's uh, it's going to actually come in handy with more of what you guys do. What, yeah. what, what are you doing with it right now? Um, right now, I'm just doing. Uh, I do some background music. I've been. It's just mostly honing my craft. To be honest, nope. I've been doing it around six years now, and I'm getting to the point. I honestly, I. I've always loved just it sounding good, like like less musically, but like I want it when someone hears my stuff, I want them to be like, the, oh, that's a pro track. Like, what studio did you use? I'm like, no, that's me in my bedroom. Like, yeah. that's been my goal, and so I'm getting close. I'm getting close, but um, yeah, I just wanted to ask just because I, I love it. That's I think that's actually where I started is music. That's been kind of like my original like hustle, if you will, and then. I started like me and Seth got into the, I've discovered this entrepreneuring thing and all this cool stuff from, from that, just doing me and it's been so cool. So, yeah. 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 That's cool. I mean, that's something that right there, the fact that you were, you care more about the quality. Yeah. Goes along, that, that always shines through. It yeah. always shines through. People will know when they quality is quality. That's one of the biggest things I learned to, even at Louis Vuitton, Moet Hennessy in New York, they were like, it's quality. It's all about quality. Yeah. It, does it take a little bit longer? Even even Gary Vee used to talk about that. He's like, you know, um, people see the success now, but they have no idea how many years I've been doing it. And what he said, I love it. He said something like, it's going to take me a little bit longer because I'm I'm not doing it like the, the bad way. You know, I'm not doing it like the shitty way or, you know. Yeah. Take me a little bit longer, but that's okay. Yeah. You know, be right way. Especially right. when so. you love it. Yeah. You yeah. know the end outcome. It's just a matter of whether or not you love it enough to keep doing it. Exactly. Right. No, definitely. Absolutely. Nope. Well, Matt, dude, it's been good to meet you. Good to talk. Um, this is just another a really great example, this entire podcast of like just networking and actually taking action and doing what it takes. Meeting Jason, Jason introducing us to you, all that. I mean, just, I mean, it's just, it's, it's to anyone listening, like literally that's it, dude. Just start, just do it. Just send a, send a message to somebody and, and, and get stuff rolling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, listen, guys. It was it was awesome to be on here and, and for you guys to, to have me on your guys' podcast. And when you um you let me know like when you guys uh, have a launch or you're you're ready to do the promo, I'm happy to like let my audience know as well too. And um yeah, you know it's uh and I and I, I promise I, I'm making a promise to you guys. You're going to see more video. And yes. If you guys do video, like I'm holding it. I'm, I'm holding myself accountable right now. Dude, dude, I'm, also, I'm amped, bro. I'm amped. I will let me know what your Snapchat is, and I'll, I'll follow you, and then we can we can um, you can I, I Snapchat's just a lot of fun. I just use it for like <laughs> literally like like I I'll go to like Porsche dealerships almost every single night on my way home <laughs> after I'm done working, like for real, and I pull into the parking lot and just sit in front of cars. I like pick one that I like and like sit on like the pavement and I'll like put it on Snapchat. Like, Hey, looking at this one tonight. Like I like that, you know, like, like this, this is coming for me soon and like that kind of stuff. So like, that's what I use mine for a lot. And then also like just random thoughts. So Snapchat's just a blast. Yeah. No, my, my Snapchat's real simple. It's HDF magazine. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Sweet dude. So, um, yeah, I expect more video, <laughs> more, more everything. I'm, I'm pumped for it, dude. And we will, we'll, we'll stay in uh, touch. Dude, yeah. No, you guys keep doing what you're doing. Like, I, I can tell you right now, like a year or two from now, if you keep doing what you're doing, it looks very different. And it's, <laughs> yeah. It looks very cool too. By the way. So, <laughs> Thank so just keep you, going. Man. I appreciate we'll, it. Like I, I look forward to continuing connecting with you guys and seeing how you know we can 
we can just grow together. So absolutely, man. Yeah, we'll have to connect again about that uh, that summit thing you were talking about. I'd love to be uh, to get more yeah. information on that. Yeah, I'll um, I'll pay you guys offline about that. Right awesome. on, man. Hey, I really uh, appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, guys. It was really great meeting you. I'll talk to you guys yeah, soon. Thank oh, you yeah, so much. talk to you soon, Peace Matt. Out, dude. Later. Awesome. All right, so it was Matt. Are we still recording? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So that was Matt. Uh, Matt Godisman from Hustle and Deal Flow magazine. Yeah. We'll what a that. baller, dude. Oh, what, a, yeah. what a boss. Dude, these people are so nice, man. Dude, it's, it's it mind blowing how nice and humble and like real the 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 real killers are. You know? Yeah. The people that because it's that confidence shit, dude. Yeah. It's like if you are actually confident in what you're doing. Dude, there's no hate, man. There's no hate with any of it. It's like, oh, yo, okay, cool. It's like it's like that thing we were just talking about, like, like respect, dude. dude yeah, the, right the love wins. And, like, because, and that's the thing is there's so much, it's like a higher thing. Like, the love is, like, up in the air, and you got to kind of climb through the shit because there's a lot yeah. of people, like, this, yeah. and then well, you get it's, to. It's like, like, the other day we were talking about people, um, or it was, it was, so my, my roommate, was over and he was talking about one of his friends who's just like like a, just kind of like a shitty dude and it's like I don't know like the last time I had to like really deal with like a shitty person in my life like That's true. like like an actually shit person <laughs> like it's been like a long time dude because it's like you just put yourself around better shit and it's amazing how that just that just creates just like how action creates more action yeah good creates more good dude love creates more love it's like like love wins dude yeah. just love each other for sure just like just 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 that's it man it's crazy yeah. all right this has been a pretty long. I think we were pretty pretty long winded. An hour. Yeah. So we'll hit links to Matt's everything stuff. necessary. Yeah. Uh, it'll be in the description. Um, yes. And um, everything you guys already know. Follow us on everything. You guys already do. Whatever. Yeah. It's great. We're good. We're all happy. We're good. Um, but oh yeah, hit up the link for yeah hustle deal flow on Instagram too. Yeah. Follow that guy. That's cool um, That that account is I'm doing that right is now. great actually. It's really good. I've been following him for a while. Um, Cool. So, yeah, once again, guys, thanks so much. This has been Action Talks. As always, my name is Seth. Billionaires? Oh, you know what? (laughs) Ah, I got too excited. My name is Seth. And I'm also Aaron, and I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron doesn't exist. Billionaires, we're coming for you. (laughs) 